philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Mangana. Five, four, three, two, one. Everybody listen in. It's me and Linda. Linda's on the line and Linda's on the podcast line. You can't see this, but (laughs) she's dancing with me. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Do It With Dan. I'm here with Linda Sunshine West. Linda, quick question. Is Sunshine actually on your birth certificate? No. (laughs) I'm a bit saddened by that. I was kind of hoping that I'd met the first ever in my life, Sunshine, even though you are still my sunshine. Uh, I was kind of hoping that Sunshine was there. Tell well, me. You know, kind of, it's it actually, from? it's kind of cooler that it isn't, isn't it? Because um, when our parents name us, they name us whatever name they came up with. Whereas when I became an adult about three or four years ago, people started <laughs> calling me Sunshine. <laughs> when I so, three or four years ago. Yeah. That was like a segue <laughs> into a story about you. Everyone, just so you know. So I'm going to tell you guys a story about how Linda and I started basically grooving and shaking. So I don't know how, who friended who, I don't really know. But then oh, I'm sure it was me. These, just kidding. <laughs> these really cool quotes, these just like random quotes, and there'd be like flurries of them, and then there'd be none for ages. And then there'd be a flurry of these really cool quotes. I was like, oh, these are really good. And I think one time I was just like, these are so dope. I just had to just acknowledge the dopeness of these quotes. And then she's like, thank you. Um, I normally do the world of Sunday when I've got time. I was like, oh my gosh, she just schedules in being dope. And then I, I kind of started like, because you know how it is, guys. Like, you, I mean, I don't, I deliberately don't have lots and lots of people on my Facebook. I curate my Facebook list all the time. But for those of you that have got a lot of uh, Facebook friends, you don't kind of get it in order. Facebook has got these weird algorithms that tells you who you should see, when you should see them. Mm-hmm. But I basically was like, I don't, I'm not letting Facebook tell me when I catch the dopeness of Miss Lynn Sunshine West. I'm going to like, when I see one or something to do with it, I'm going to check in and see, has she posted more dopeness? And then, um, I love it. and then we just kind of just started connecting. Then it turns out that, you know, some people that I know in real life, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So she's a real life person, not one of the, the, the ethereal Facebooky people. And now I can't just wait. I just can't wait to hang out with you in real life, basically. So, um, and that's how me and uh, me and the sunshine came into the sky <laughs> the sunshine you know I, first first of all i love that i, I didn't know that uh, i i didn't really really realize that i was doing that dopeness you know on a certain <laughs> day really really what it is it's like i'm inspired on sundays there's something about sunday mm-hmm. that it's like a relaxing day for me and that's mm-hmm. when creativity seeps in is when we have time to stop the mm-hmm. schedule when we have yeah. time to, you know, just like relax and stuff. And yeah. so really that's all it was is that mm-hmm. Sunday I'm inspired and I post, 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 post. But, mm-hmm. you know, the social media gurus tell yeah. you not to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I decide, you know, I'm just going to be me. Exactly. And I don't care what they say because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's not me you know, to mm-hmm. have everything else scheduled out. Oh, do Monday through Friday, you know, at 10 a.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to post when I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. And that way the post goes out when I'm inspired. There you go. Yeah. And there's an authenticity in that, I feel, because I definitely, I think so too. there was an energy of authenticity definitely that resonated with me. And I'm sure it resonates with others. And mm. yeah, there are some rules for like optimal reach or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, I'm like, I pride authenticity over, um, over, 
there's got to be a level of strategy. It's like business. You can't just be flair. There's got to be, you know, you've got to look at your finances and stuff like that, but it's not detrimental for you to just ride with authenticity in this particular circumstance. But of course, yes, there are things in life, kids, when you need to be, (laughs) there needs to be some structure and some formula or whatever. But for this, you know, nothing was harmed. And I think it was just total dopeness and love and joy that was birthed. No. That and then you're, and you're looking forward to it. So that's kind mm. of cool because um, by me just being me mm-hmm. has given at least you one person mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. you know, who, who kind of looks forward to, Hey, I wonder if she's done anything, you know, this Sunday or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm. I like that. I like that. So sunshine. So people just started calling you sunshine and you were like, yeah. Fudge, yeah. I like being sunshine. I'm going to include it in my stuff. And that's what happened. Yeah, well, actually, what really happened is that, you know, that in a way, but before that, my my middle name on Facebook was giving to charity because mm-hmm. I've, I've done fundraisers. I've raised over a couple hundred thousand dollars in mm-hmm. you know, different charity events that I've mm-hmm. put on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was Linda giving to charity West. And mm-hmm. then what I found is that there were you know, people here and there would just say, you know, you're like a ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you walk into the room, I feel like the sunshine has come into the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to change my name to sunshine. It was hard for me to make that decision because mm-hmm. I really liked the name giving to charity because people mm-hmm. would always say, hey, it's Linda giving to charity, you know, like that. <laughs> so, it was really awesome. And so um, changing it to sunshine was a, you know, a decision I had to make. Yeah. And I went, went ahead and made that decision and did it. And I'm, I'm glad I did because it's like everywhere I go, everybody calls me Linda Sunshine. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are very few less cool things that can be done. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Very, very. So you said that you um, became an adult three or four years ago. <laughs> but you're not. That's 17. not really what I meant. But you're not, you're <laughs> but not I like where that's going. <laughs> You're not 17. And uh, I've, I've seen snippets of the story that there's, you know, there's some dubious. And by the way, guys, there's a book, which I'm a bit ashamed to say I haven't read yet. So we need to, ah. we need to fix that. We need to fix that. Um, yes. We'll fix Let's that. Fix and we'll, that. <laughs> we'll put details. When this podcast goes out, we'll put details as well so that people can connect. And and I'm sure everyone that samples the goodness of you, as they will when they hear this, will be interested in knowing more. But where is the story? Because you've just alluded to it being a Freudian slip about the three to four years, but I'm assuming that your move into this new groovy life of fabulousness kind of happened in recent years. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, the book is called the year of fears. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's titled that is because in 2015, Mm -hmm. after having worked with a life coach for about five months in 2014, Mm-hmm. January of 2015, I woke up and I said, oh my gosh, I've made so many changes in my life. I'm becoming a totally different person. I'm really liking me finally for the first time in my life. I actually mm-hmm. love me for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I decided January 1st, 2015, that I was going to face a fear every single day. Mm-hmm. So my, my thing was that every morning when I woke up, the very first thing I would say out loud was, what scares me? Mm -hmm. So I'd ask myself this question, because when we ask ourselves questions, our brain searches for the answer or an answer. Mm -hmm. So I asked myself, you know, what scares me? And then whatever was the first thing that popped into my mind, whatever it was, that was the thing I had to do that day. Now, I didn't jump out of any planes. I didn't do anything scary like that. My fears were so deep rooted 
based on mostly based on judgment, fear of judgment. That's the most common fear that people have. And that's the most common fear that prevents us from actually making, taking action in our lives, from progressing, from becoming successful, like the success that we so much yearn for. Mm -hmm. Many of us have that fear of judgment and that's what stops us from actually taking the action, you know, to, uh, to, to have that success. So mm-hmm. my fears were things like just talking to people, like being on a podcast would have been one of my fears that year, um, doing my live videos. You know, there was no such thing as live video back then. But mm-hmm. uh, when I did my first live video, I was a little bit scared. But, you know, doing videos was something that was scary for me at that time. Um, just like going to networking meetings and meeting people or, you know, meeting people in the grocery store, what have you. I had so many fears about what if I say something mm-hmm. and they see how stupid I am. That was my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Dan, that stems from my uh, beginning years. My dad was an abusive, volatile alcoholic. And so I grew up in this extremely abusive household where children were better seen than heard. Like that was the thing. Yeah. My dad used to say, kids are better seen than heard. And so we were like living in in fear all the time, walking on eggshells. And then unfortunately, my first husband was someone just like my dad, very Mm -hmm. abusive. Mm -hmm. And every single day for two years, yes, I stayed with him for only two years, thank goodness. But that was the longest two years of my life. But every single day he would say, you're so stupid, you're so ignorant, people are only nice to you because they feel sorry for you. Mm. And that stuff stuck with me for Mm. decades. And what's, what's crazy is my the husband I have now, my husband, we've been together for 30 years mm-hmm. and he has been the best person, you know, always um, complimentary, telling me how amazing I am, how brilliant I am. But I didn't hear those words from him because mm-hmm. the deep rooted, you know, the, the ruts were so deep from my childhood and my first husband mm-hmm. that those superseded what my, my current husband has to say. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I hired a life coach mm-hmm. where she helped me break through all of that and mm-hmm. to like, I even like I filled in the ruts, you know, mm-hmm. and now I like, I know who I am. I know that I'm smart. I know that people are nice to me because I'm nice, not because they feel sorry for me. And so 2015 was like a huge break, breaking, like a breakthrough year for me because I faced a fear every single day. I no longer have fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. At all, at all. And it's been incredible because the things I've done in my life since that, we might call it an awakening. Some people, you know, call it an awakening. Mm-hmm. But whatever it's called is that ever since that year when I mm-hmm. broke through all so many fears, 365 fears, mm-hmm. that my whole entire life is completely different. My circle is completely different. People I knew back then, I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. And those people don't know me because I'm a different, different person. person. And I refuse to go back to that person. And you're a complete because, state, different state of being right now. Yeah. I love who I am now. I didn't mm-hmm. love myself before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's really, I find really, and there's something I've been toying with at the moment um, as I've gone through a lot of life shifts myself mm-hmm. and people, places, and things have fallen away is that, when you do step into that new state of being, whether it's because you've expanded or contracted, because it goes both ways, people go both ways, right? Right. You just are no longer 
able to sustain a natural connection to things that were in alignment with who you were before. Some people refer that to the vibe just falls away. Some people talk about being a vibrational match or the energy doesn't, doesn't match. But however you want to frame it, I think it's really fascinating to be able to observe that you are different just by the things that naturally fall away. Those relationships that were once easy become difficult. Those things that you once craved, whether it's physical cravings or even emotional cravings, just fall away because you're a different person. And that gives you an opportunity to see loss and um, resistance in a completely different framework. Because when you consider that sometimes those things that have fallen away or that are now you find resistance to, it's just because you've changed. And you can either change then your observation about what you want to see in your life, or even it can give you the ability to have um, further growth from your acceptance of the, sh- of the shift in what's in your environment and what's forming a part of what's around you. And that really, really, <laughs> what are you walking? <laughs> I really love to see that happen. And it's helping me even in a current situation that I'm having now. Um, it's helping me even when I'm working with clients to help them break through the fact that challenges they're facing and resistance they're facing. It's not something to be afraid of, upset about. It's something to celebrate because it means that you're changing. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, I think a lot of times, I, I know at the very beginning, I had fears of, you know, by me changing means that the people who were close to me before will drift off. But then I had to realize that that's okay. That's actually a good thing because they're not going to change at the same pace as I am if they're going to change at all. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a okay to have because if I'm becoming a better person mm-hmm. and the people in my life don't want to go on that journey with me, mm-hmm. I can't hang on to that because it's like, um, I don't know. Let, let's say, oh, I, I got a great analogy. Is like when you're in the water mm-hmm. and you, you can pull something that's really, really heavy mm-hmm. in the water because it just flows. It's flowing mm-hmm. with ease. Mm-hmm. But then when you get out of the water, that same exact thing, you can't even lift it because it's so heavy. Yes. So that's like like right now, like I'm in that, that flow. I'm mm-hmm. in that flow. Everything's flowing. Mm-hmm. And I have no barriers because I've sloughed through all those barriers mm-hmm. and and it's an amazing amazing thing to have and for those who haven't experienced will say that's a bunch of bull linda <laughs> and, and you know what that's okay it's okay they're not there yet they're where i used to be because mm-hmm. i thought oh yeah that's a, nobody can be that happy <laughs> it's impossible right like, but that's an excuse that we we use to basically hide in our unhappiness we yeah. like avoid the, the happiness or run away from the happiness or allow this to be like a, um, allow it to be the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Allow it to be the excuse for not having more joy and happiness because we're saying it's not possible. Like it becomes the, the, the get out of jail free card from that. Right. And it's, you know, growing up in the, the situation I did, and I, I totally get that because that's the way it was. You are, my household was not happy. You know, there was a lot of misery and yeah. that was all I knew. And mm-hmm. because that was all I knew, I assumed that was all everybody else knew. 
I thought that was what everybody's life was. I remember even saying things like when I was young, like, oh, that's not for me. That's for them. That's mm-hmm. any like those people. Mm-hmm. So like referring to like Hollywood stars and stuff like that, you know, people there like they're in their walk of fame and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I always wanted to be more than I was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for me. That was for those people, mm-hmm. you know, and now I'm doing it. I don't have a star on the walk of fame yet, but heck, maybe yes. I will someday. Maybe you will. <laughs> what would you say? So obviously you've said that you, you broke free at some point from your, your first husband and you stepped into the loving relationship you have now that you've had for the last three decades. Yeah. But, but it was still in recent years that you made the move to go and get some support and to start making changes on the back of that support. Was there an event or something that happened to, to bring you to a point where you were like, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a nice man now and pardon me, all of this stuff is, this is good, but I still want to reach out and get some support. Was there a deciding moment, um, an event? Was there something that, that shifted within you? Where did that come from? Well, I, I remember the exact moment that it happened but I'm trying to think, like, was there something that put that moment in front of me? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I belonged to a co-working space for women. Mm-hmm. And there was this one woman who posted in the group and she said, I've been a life coach for 20 years. I took mm-hmm. five years off. I'm ready to get back into it. Mm-hmm. If you are ready to change your life, mm-hmm. let's hop on a call and let's make it happen. And that was all it was. Something so simple. So all that meant was that... There's a bee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been stung, so I don't know if I'm allergic. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. It's all right. No worries. No worries. Um, so it was that, that so thing where You were just ready, basically. Like Exactly. Well, there's the opportunity. Was, yeah, because was it Rumi, I think, said, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher the will teacher appear. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is the teacher is always there. It's just the student's eyes aren't open, the heart isn't yes. open, the soul isn't open. Mm. So it was that very moment where I was like, okay, I'm ready to change my life. I don't know this woman. I didn't know her. I never met her. Mm. I was like, I'm ready. So I raised my hand and I said, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And that was the smartest decision I probably ever made in my life because I raised my hand to for me. For mm. me. I had lived my whole life my whole life pleasing others mm-hmm. because of fear. Because mm-hmm. remember when I was a child, my dad was you know, very abusive. And so if I did something wrong, then you know, my mom would take the brunt of it. Like I never got beat from my dad, but my mom did. My mom took mm-hmm. the brunt mm-hmm. of my, my mistakes and my errors. And so I lived all of my life you know, making sure that everybody was happy. Everybody was content, but I never, ever thought about Linda because Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if I was happy or content because if those around me were happy, then maybe I'd be happy too. Hmm. So I finally said, it's Linda's time. And I, Mm. and I said, I'm like, I'm ready. Mm. I jumped in. I love that. And I think the most beautiful thing there is that you recognize that the help was always there, but you just weren't ready for it. And I think sometimes people get upset at themselves for not being ready. Instead of making small shifts yeah. uh, that are just outside, like I always talk about micro shifting 
where I say, I say to people, find your edge. And I had, you know, this is something I use myself. I, I recently made a very, very big life decision. And it's something that's been plaguing me for like, you know, a, a good year and a half. Probably I've been looking at it as a decision that should be made, but I couldn't see that it should be made. And I couldn't see the worthiness that, that I was, the worthiness that I should have been demanding of life that would have empowered me to make that decision. But it was making little shifts in the right direction little shifts in awareness that were at my edge and just beyond and consistently Mm -hmm. making those that got me to somewhere where I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I think it's really, I I really want everyone listening to this to really be encouraged that yes, sometimes we're in a position where we need to make a massive big change, but it's so, so frequently we end up getting blocked from making any change at all because we're faced with these big decisions. We're faced with these big challenges. We're faced with these big things that we know that we, we whether it's moving out of a, a toxic environment, moving out of, um, uh, moving into a loving relationship, leaving your career and going and doing something more fulfilling or even shifting into a career because entrepreneurship isn't for you. Whatever it is, it's important to keep your eyes open to know that the support is there and around you. The teachers are there everywhere but to go inside and do the work internally, even if it's a tiny thing at a time to get yourself ready, because how many people go and make these moves? They even go and find a life coach, spend and drop money doing it. And then they don't see any change because they weren't actually ready. Mm -hmm. They just end up validating um, stories within them about, Oh, nothing ever can change for me or I'm not worthy because they weren't doing the work inside of actually getting themselves ready so that when they came into contact with that teacher, that person who had the tools to help them, had the gifts to help them, they could actually see the change in their lives. Yeah, and there was um, something I did uh, at the very, very beginning of having my life coaches. I decided in that moment that I was going to be 100% open Mm -hmm. to all criticism, Mm -hmm. everything anybody said. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to, um, like with, with criticism, you can take it or leave it right? But you have to be open to hearing it because if you're not open to hearing it, then you can't take it or leave it. You're just leaving it. Mm -hmm. And so that was really, really helpful for me. Um, and finding, finding the life coach, um, you know, it is interesting because as you're saying that it it was because I was finally ready and you're making those uh, micro, you know, micro shifts. It's, it doesn't have to be a fast change, Mm -hmm. but you have to be open to it. You have first. to honestly, like mm-hmm. you can't say, Oh, I'm open to it. I'm not <laughs> open, you know, I love that. I wish everyone could see that little head spin you did. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. To- yeah, you, know, you have to actually really, really be open to it. And I got to tell you every week, every single week for five months, I hated my life coach. <laughs> it was hard. Mm. It was hard work, but I had to, to, to make the work. And one thing she said to me about halfway through, she said, you know what? You are the only client I've had who actually has taken everything and done it. Mm. And that's why, so almost on a weekly basis, people would tell me you're so different this week than you were last week, Amazing. almost on a weekly basis. Amazing. So what happened was those people were where they were and they were staying where they were. I was moving fast. Mm-hmm. They couldn't keep up. And so mm-hmm. they ended, eventually ended up just kind of like falling off my radar and mm-hmm. I don't see them anymore. And, you know, some people ask me, do you have any regrets about it? No, I don't mm-hmm. because I'm living my best life. And I decided, you know, a few years ago 
that I was going to spend the rest of my life having as much fun as possible, hanging out with positive and uplifting people mm-hmm. who want to make positive changes on the planet. And ever since I made that declaration, that's what's been happening. Mm-hmm. So those negative people, they're just kind of like falling out. And yes. and I'm fine with that. It might sound harsh, but you know what? I had the, this I'm is, the same thing. I, I get Yeah. That. Well, you know, this is our life, right? You mm-hmm. have one chance mm-hmm. to get to the end of your life and say, I did everything I wanted. You yeah. have one chance. There are no do-overs here. When my mom got to the last of her life, she had so many regrets because, you know, she did everything in her life for my dad. And so when she got to the end, she's like, there's so many things I didn't do. I wish regrets. I had done. And I realized that that I don't want that to be my life. And so mm. I decided I'm not going to have that be my life. Amazing. And I'm doing it. Mm. Amazing. But I just, I still want to celebrate and applaud you, um, Linda. And I knew, I knew that your energy would be powerful. And I wanted that to, to be a part of the podcast series so that people Thank you. with that and to bring that beautiful infection of yours of joy. <laughs> but there's a substance over and above that that I really have enjoyed connecting with today. A mm. substance of your own, the authenticity of how you show up and how you and what you're talking about. And these points are so freaking pertinent because some people will listen to this and they will still go back to making excuses and blaming others. Yes. Yes. Some people will listen to this and still stay in the same loops of blame. Uh, mm-hmm. And the same road to that regret that unfortunately some people suffer. But I want to just take a moment to really speak to everyone listening to this right now that believes on some level that they might be ready. I'm not saying that, that they know they're ready, that they believe that on some level they just might be a little bit ready. And I want everybody that's in that place to replay this section where Linda's told you where she's come from and what she's done what she's been through and where she is now living her best life. I'm loving that phrase right now, by the way. Mm. And it was my friend saying that to me that actually helped me to break free of something abusive and toxic in my own life. Um, Because when you look at all of the joy that's available to you right here, right now in the moment, yes, it may be a bit more difficult or challenging to reach out and get to it, but it's there and available to you. None of us have to get to the end of our lives and lie on a bed in regret. All of us have the opportunity, even if it's to add 1% more joy, even if it's to take one step to that thing that's um, more dessert, that we, we deserve more than we're experiencing. I just want to encourage everyone to do that. And, and thank you again for, for sharing your story. Yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome because we have choices. Every day we encounter choices and, Mm -hmm. you know, you can turn left or turn right. You can follow your GPS or not. You know, you have choices. Mm -hmm. And um, Jack Canfield, you know, he's one of the co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Mm -hmm. They've sold almost a billion copies of those books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has a book called The Success Principles. If you you haven't read them, I highly recommend it, The Success Mm -hmm. Principles. Mm -hmm. And number one, The number one key to success is to take responsibility, take 100% full responsibility 
for your own life. Because mm -hmm. even if you're in an abusive relationship, like I, of mm -hmm. course, used to say things just like a lot of uh, women who are living in abused relationships or men. I know men who are in abusive relationships mm -hmm. with women who are extremely mm -hmm. abusive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the most part, it, mostly it's women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're saying, oh, I can't leave because if I leave, I don't know how I'm going to be able to support myself. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my kids. I mm -hmm. can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. The reality is you're making a choice to can't. You're mm -hmm. making that choice. When I walked out on my first husband, mm -hmm. I had a purse, a diaper bag, a 14-month-old on my hip, and a four-week-old in a baby-carrying a little carrying case and I walked out I had no money I had nowhere to go I had no idea what I was going to do but I did know one thing and that I was I was not going to live that life one more day Amazing. and that I was not going to live the life my mother lived mm -hmm. and when I told my mom I was divorcing my first husband she's mm -hmm. like you can't divorce him you got to stay married I'm like mom I am not living the life you lived Mm -hmm. And I just told her because I saw how miserable she was for so many years. And mm -hmm. that was one of the smartest decisions I made. You know, of course, the life coach was like another smart decision. Yeah. But I never looked back. Mm -hmm. And did my, was my life hard? Yes. But you know mm -hmm. what? I was living my life based on the decision that I made. And that was to not live that life anymore. And it is hard. There are decisions in life that are very hard, mm. but we don't make progress when everything is easy. We don't make progress when everything is easy. Try something hard today. Just mm. one thing. Maybe mm. it's walking up to a stranger and saying hi. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's pulling out a dollar out of your pocket and giving it to someone who's homeless. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's um, starting a new program. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's hiring somebody to actually help you change your life. Mm -hmm. But you have to be ready. Yes. You do have to be ready because the changes won't happen no matter how much my life coach did for me. She always told me that I took full, that I needed to take full credit yes. because she could talk to me till she was blue in the face. But if I didn't take action, my life wouldn't have changed. Mm. So you really have to be ready. Mm. And when you're ready, that person will appear, but don't let fear stop you from working with that person, from hiring that person. But I don't know where I'm going to find the money. Don't mm -hmm. worry about that. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Don't let money get in your way so do, often. Do you know what the crazy way. It's like people are more prepared to go through the pain, stress, drama, mm -hmm. um, distress, depression, and darkness of living in the loop of where they are than to go through maybe a bit of tightness, maybe a tiny bit of pressure of investing in themselves to actually break free of that for the rest of their life. It's like it's a comfort putting, zone. Yeah, they're putting a price on actually living a life that they deserve and actually having more for themselves. And I, I, I get really confused by that. Um, well, you know, you know, Dan, that's interesting you say that because um, a lot of people don't feel that they're worth mm, that life. And so, so when we talk about worth, like they have to believe, like I didn't, I didn't think it was that I was worthy yeah. of living a better life, mm -hmm. but now I do. Now I, I, I believe in abundance. I, you know, my whole my whole entire being has totally changed mm -hmm. from a person living in lack and, and fear and frustration to a person who's living in, in abundance and, and joy and just a, a wonderful, wonderful life. I'm mm -hmm. not the richest person on earth by any means, trust mm -hmm. me. And, but you know what? I'm, I'm pretty darn happy. And because I'm realizing that all the choices that I make are choices that 
I've made to make a better life tomorrow. So I, I always ask myself, how can I live a better life today than I did yesterday? So mm -hmm. where every day is just kind of incremental, you know, it gets better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, you know, making those, making those changes from a life of, of lack and a life of um, like be, feeling like a burden. Mm -hmm. So often people feel like a burden. Well, how do you get through that? You can't get through it on your own. You know why? Because you never, you don't know what the other life is like. You don't know how to get to a place that mm -hmm. you've never been. Mm -hmm. So we live in this proverbial comfort zone that we've created for ourselves. My mom lived with my dad for 55 years and she was unhappy for 55 years, but it was her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. She knew what to expect on a daily basis. She yeah. knew. But I mean, we look for at her the, to step out, yeah. We look at the addiction. Um, one of my teachers, Dr. Joe Dispenza, reminds us that every thought and feeling that we have has an associated chemical or hormone produced in the body, which we can get addicted to. And so we stay in that pattern of comfort zone because we're literally addicted to the chemicals in our body that are being produced by having those same feelings, that same pain, that same dreariness, that same darkness every day. We get addicted to, and the body needs it. And so we just keep perpetuating that cycle to sit in that state of addiction. And addictions aren't broken by themselves. You have to put the work in to break them. And so many people aren't prepared to go through the pain of breaking it. They'd rather have the same pain every day of living in it. Right. Because it's familiar. That pain is familiar yes. and the new pain isn't. What I like to say is, you know, like we talk about the comfort zone, right? And mm -hmm. um, the size of your comfort zone is whatever size it is. Mm -hmm. Every time you take one little step outside of your comfort zone, you've actually just taken an opportunity to enlarge the size of your comfort zone. But mm -hmm. not only that, what I do with my clients is I invite them to join me in my comfort zone because mm -hmm. now my comfort zone becomes part of their comfort zone. Uh, and it's cool doing that because mm. I'm very comfortable where I am, right? Mm. I, I step out of my comfort zone all the time, but mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable being uncomfortable now. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I will invite somebody, like, let's say for you, you, for example, Dan, when you come to the event, you know, secret knock, I'm mm -hmm. going to say, Hey Dan, I got these people for you to meet. And mm -hmm. I'm going to invite you into my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. And now it makes it more comfortable for you mm -hmm. to be sitting in a place that was once uncomfortable because yes. I've invited you in as my guest. And you know what, here, I'm going to share with you these amazing people who are going to help to change your life. Mm -hmm. Now you just have to take the steps and do the work to mm -hmm. actually change your life. It's up to you at that point. But I've invited you into my comfort zone and now your comfort zone has been enlarged. But do you know what? Um, I, 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 I want to just go back to the point that you made about being ready and not being able to do it for them. Because one analogy that I always use and I think is apt to bring in here is that Michael Jordan, when he was being coached to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time, his coach didn't run around the court shooting those you know, those amazing layups for him. Right. Got him ready to do it, right? Um, a baseball coach doesn't step up to the plate themselves. They get that batter ready to hit that home run. Mm -hmm. But the batter has to do the drills, right? They have to yep. show up to practice. And when the time comes, they have to sit up to the bloody plate themselves and take a swing at that ball. And sometimes they'll miss, but they're going to keep swinging. And I just think yep. it's... Um, it's really important for people listening to this and listening to this tool that you're working with about bringing people into your comfort zone. They have to show up when they get there. You can mm -hmm. bring them into the, your comfort zone and they can just freeze and not do anything. Right? Yeah. 
but they still, they have to show up themselves. They have to remember that the coach, whatever the, whatever support it is, that they need to actually do it themselves and not depend yeah. on that support that supporter to, to, to do the work for them. Yeah. And what I do when I invite them in is I ask them like, what do you want from this meeting? You're like, what do you want to achieve so mm-hmm. that they walk into it mm-hmm. knowing their intention. And then that way they can have that confidence in, in searching for, I always give a, like a, what do you call it? A task, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't give them the task. I have them come up with a task that they want mm-hmm. to accomplish because that way they can walk out saying, I got what I wanted, you know, and it, then you have this, this sense of accomplishment when you leave, mm-hmm. what, whatever it is that I'm inviting them to. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Oh my gosh. I just, I love it. I love it. It's so amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. How can people connect with you, Miss Sunshine? What's the, uh, what's the best way to, to get in contact with you and find out about a bit more grooviness? As I said, we're going to put your, um, the details of your book underneath. I'll make sure I make a note of doing that, but how can they connect with you? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it website? Uh, I'm, yeah. So I'm on um, Facebook mm-hmm. as, well, it's Linda with a Y, Sunshine West. Mm-hmm. But then also my business page is you know, on Facebook is at Living Live Show. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited, Dan. I have, I've had a dream for a little over maybe a couple of years that I wanted to have my own talk show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so last year I bought the domain Taco Tuesday and tacotuesday.tv. And mm-hmm. I'm starting the, sh- the auditions to have co-hosts join me on my talk I show. Really auditions to start tomorrow. I wouldn't be able to make the commitment. I really, really wanted to go in for that as well. <laughs> I know. It's going to be so much fun. Maybe we'll have you on as a guest as a guest or a guest co-host wouldn't that be fun so what is exciting is um, what I'm the reason I'm sharing this is because oftentimes we have thoughts we have ideas we have dreams and we don't pursue mm-hmm. them we don't take the action to pursue them now this taco Tuesday came mm-hmm. up a year ago I bought the domain name a year over a year ago and I bought it because mm-hmm. I knew I was going to do something with it at some point. And, you know, now here it is mm-hmm. that dream that I had a little over a year ago is actually happening. It's in motion. You know, the auditions are starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The show starts in January and, and I'm actually, you know, just moving into motion, taking those steps as you talk called them micros, you know, I'm taking these micro mm-hmm. steps to make my dream my mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. Things don't always happen overnight. Most things mm-hmm. don't happen overnight. Sure. You've got to take the steps to make it happen. Exactly. So when I, when I bought the domain name a little over a year ago, I had the idea, but I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't ready yet because I had some things I had to line up before mm-hmm. I could actually like jump on it and say, I'm ready now. Yeah. And so I found a producer of my show and then I was like, oh my gosh, I have a producer. Now I'm ready. Because yes. I knew I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. sometimes people lose sight of that so that's a really really good important thing to say that we can't do everything on our own we are the driver we're in the driving seat of our life but sometimes it's optimal mm-hmm. to have someone by your side reading the roadmap to somewhere you've never been before yeah you know if you want that growth and you want to you know live a different life and and have things you know better it's best to have that with a bunch of co-pilots mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Linda, it's been absolutely fun, fabulous, fabulous, tastic. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm sure that. Uh, oh. I forgot. My website. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All he said is Facebook. It's my website, you can go to livinglive.com. 
www.thomasmartin.tv. And that's yeah. my website. Uh, we're working on revamping it. And I can't wait to see how it's going to be when we're done. Fabulous. But you know, that's like the main place you can find me. And mm -hmm. then, um, yeah, Facebook. And then on Instagram, I'm Linda M. West. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Groovy. I don't know if I follow you on Instagram. Linda M. West. Let's do this live. Let's see. Yeah, L-Y-N-D-A-M West. Um, Let me check. I think we're famous. I was in the process of rebranding, and then we went ahead and just stayed with my name. Because my real middle name is Marie, not Sunshine. <laughs> so. Linda M. West. Yes. Oh, my God. We weren't Instagram friends. This makes uh -oh. me sad. We weren't Instagrammed. Instagrammed. Now we are. Yes, we're grammed now. We're grammed. we're grammed. Awesome. Everybody, pull out your phone, go to Instagram, and go find me, Linda. <laughs> Linda Edwards. And find me too. I want to be your friend too. Dreamer CEO. That's right. Dreamer CEO. <laughs> <laughs> you have the most fabulous day. It's morning for you, morning for me. We're actually in the same time zone for the first time in a long time. Woo -woo. <laughs> And um, yeah, I really look forward to sharing this with people. And everyone, please go ahead and make sure that you go and support what's going on here. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulousness. Connect with Linda. Get some of this goodness in your life because you deserve it and you're worthy. Linda, it's been an absolute joy. It's been my Thank honor you. to have you on the show. Thank you so, so, so much for being Thanks bringing for having me. Everybody have Sunbeam. a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Take care. laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.